Hello, podcast listener. My name is the I'd Like a Refund podcast, and I'm calling you today about an exciting opportunity for you. You've been personally selected to participate in our newest episode of the show, and all it will take is a small monthly cash investment on your part. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of the I'd Like a Refund podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Ryan here. Joining me, as always, we have Cameron. Cameron, what's good, man? Yeah, well, I mean, what is good? What's bad? Right now, everything's good. Okay. Oh, uh, well, I mean, you know, there's others. You know, the world is actually not doing so Okay, great, and also joining I'm us. I'm doing all right. <laughs> we also have Joel joining us. Joel, what's up with us? What is up with you, buddy? Cameron really threw, okay? lo- threw me for a loop are you there. Right yeah, there? I'm going to be fine. Um, You're good. Um, I'm doing good, but did you guys do something different to your mics? Like, like you both sound different. Like not just one of you, like normal. Like both of you sound different. Well, the, it's funny you should mention that there is something different this week. Would you like to tell the audience what's different this week? I think Cameron can tell the audience what's different this week. We're in person. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, this is actually our first episode that the three of us are in the same room yeah, recording it and that's my fault because i haven't lived in los nope. angeles for the last <laughs> no, i wasn't looking for well, fault no here. well if we're putting fault on anyone it's my fault because okay fine. you two have lived in los angeles that's and I've not been six true well lives like an hour and a half away well i'm like two hours from yeah joel's far yeah oh well yeah i'm the only one who lives here because we're recording in my I apartment <laughs> like Holy like it's it's my show and it's it's my apartment oh my god <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, well. Yeah, but we're excited. This is great. We've wanted to do this ever since we started back in early December. So, as a matter of fact, to sort of mark the occasion, Cameron, uh, Ryan and I got you a gift. So, close your eyes. And I'm going to go grab the gift because it's in a different room. Now? Okay, we're ready to go. I, do, you remember, do you remember where you put it? Yeah. I am okay. so excited. My eyes are closed. Cameron, while he's gone, what do you think it is? Give me your best guess. What it's do you think it is? Simply lemonade. It has to be simple. That's what you think it is? I think it's simply lemonade. Like the regular one? I don't know. Is do we have a special I'd like a refund uh, uh Could you imagine food? if that's that was that, the gift? that what we got branded? I, they're close. He says it's yeah, a bottle of simply lemonade. That would be incredible. I'd be so happy. All right, here you go. Okay, one hand out. Oh one hand God. out. Last time I stuck just one hand out with okay. my eyes closed. Jesus. <laughs> and open. <laughs> What? <laughs> we got you some shaped mac and cheese because you never got to have oh! any as a kid. Um, it's Paw Patrol. Um, I think the only shape is Paw. <laughs> um, I was trying to find SpongeBob or something like that. Actually, this one's got a, a cop dog on the back. I'm not sure I can eat there this There you one. go. Um, so there are, yeah, there's shaped mac and cheese there for you. So what are the shapes that we have? It literally looks like a paw, and that's it. Are there multiple shapes? No, it's it's literally this see. one. This looks okay. Well, wow, you did the bare minimum. Well, Cameron, yes. Cameron <laughs> thank you, Joel. Cameron. You also brought something for this recording. Oh, I, I this did. Week. I did bring something this week. Um, so I care about my friends a lot. <laughs> Not saying that Joel's gift wasn't caring. That might have come. That might have come across incorrectly. Yeah, it was very thoughtful. You didn't I, even say thank you. Actually. I did say thank you. You didn't. I literally said thank you. He said thank you. Oh, I did okay. say thank you. I so you know the macaroni and cheese is is, is excellent. Thank you. 
Um, is one of you going to make this for me? I don't know how to make that. You don't know how to make that? The instructions are literally on the side. <laughs> it shows you exactly how to do it. You literally just boil water and put it in. <laughs> See, I don't know how to That's do that all you do. It. It's so easy. Without burning it. Um, so I went and I got, because um, I care about my friends. You said um, that part. Yeah, I know, but I just wanted to reiterate okay. that because I'm a very selfless person. That's nice. Um, I went to Porto's. Which is are, if, are, if you're not in the California area, if you're not in the California, the California area, area, specifically the Los Angeles <laughs> yeah, there, area, there you go. Uh, Porto's is uh, known for its excellent, excellent, excellent baked goods and pastries. So I went and waited in this line for my friends, this line that wrapped around the building. And I got my friends some uh, some portos, so I got some chocolate chip cookies and coconut strudels. So we, just, we can we can we can share. Joel, should we just try this on air? Right? Share it. Absolutely. I've I think I've had the chocolate chip cookie before. I've never had a coconut strudel, so I'm gonna go into that first. I'll sw- I'll try the cookie first. Yeah, the, the coconut strudel is yeah. really good. You've had both of these, Cameron. You're like, oh yeah. Okay. And, I, and I would like, like to say, say like. I love Portos. Like, I'm a pretty big Portos I've never, guy. I've never been to Portos. You've never been at all, so this oh. is literally your first My first thing I've ever life. had from Portos. Oh, this yeah. Is, oh, yeah, this is the first Oh, he should have had a tater ball. You ate the tater ball. I gave I gave you the potato ball. And he said, I have more <laughs> so Ryan can have one. <laughs> no, I said, I have more Portos. I had the other potato ball. I know, Matt. <laughs> I would have let him the potato ball. Well, the, I don't think that would have been good because I didn't put it in the fridge because I was out all day anyway. Some friends of mine that listen to this show are going to know that I don't put a lot of food in the fridge, so they're, they're going to have something to say about this. But anyway, let me, let me break into this coconut strudel. Let's get this sound again well, we had last week of you eating. All right, here we go. Here, here I go. <laughs> Where's the beef? <laughs> you taste it? Do you not taste any coconut? It kind of reminds me of the, uh, they make these cheese rolls that are delicious. It's like a cheese roll. Those I've heard about, like a yeah. cheese Danish. I like wanted different. to have it. I actually almost got. It. They have um, they have a ham and Swiss croissant or a ham and cheese croissant that's really really good. I've heard of those. I haven't tried it yet. They're croquettes. Oh yeah, the chicken croquettes. Yeah, I saw those. I haven't got. I got. I got a Cubana. Cubano. Cubano. I'm sorry. As you can tell, I'm white. Um, <laughs> and I do it. I got a Cuban X. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm like I got. Yeah, so uh, I, I I don't I. Got one, and but the thing is, I don't like pickles and I don't like mustard. And the whole thing about a Cubano, 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 is that it has a it has a lot of pickles and a lot of mustard on it. And so I figured, okay, you know what? I like to be exotic. I like to try. Oh my god! Finish your story, and then I just totally remembered something that okay. I screwed up. Oh, okay. Well, I mean mostly everything but um no i'm kidding um so i i i i got it with everything on i got this cubano with everything on it pickles and mustard and everything and it was absolutely incredible i don't like pickles i don't like mustard but oh my god this sandwich i oh i'm glad you liked it that makes me happy it was really good yeah we're gonna use that for sure yeah yeah um no I Lola just bunny I just realized I screwed up big time. I totally had this in my notes. But last week... You don't take notes. I Yeah. I took like four last week because it was about food. Yeah. Um, I meant to bring up Chef, the movie Chef. So when the movie was first coming out, 
they took the food truck around LA yeah. and made the Cubanos, the El Jefe that. Cubanos. And I never got to try one, oh, but I, I think that's fantastic. Like, that super good great. marketing, and I heard they were great. I bet that um, totally great. meant to bring up that on last week's episode, but I, I screwed up there. You did. So. It's okay. Anyway, anyway, um, this is great. I like this this coconut thing. Yeah, I got to try that still. Um, let me try that while we're getting ready to do that. Why don't you get us kicked off like you normally do with your question of the week this week? And yes. Cameron, you'll answer first so I can get us set up with that. So, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing well. so first things first. I'm realist. Um, yeah, first things first. I'm the realist. Um, even though we're not really diving too much into the episode stuff yet, I want to put this out there. If you have not seen the movie, you by now you know what the movie is because you saw the title on the episode. If you have not seen this film, I highly, highly, highly recommend not listening to this episode. Episode? Episode until you've seen the movie. Because if you want to watch the movie. If you think you're going to watch it. Yeah, I yeah. guess. If you don't watch the movie, you're going to be more confused than you ever have been listening to it. Yes. I, so if, if, the, if you're one of those people who, when you listen to the show, you want to go watch the... The people that saw the title Netflix draft and were like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, who did the SEO optimize or the SEO is optimization? Who did the SEO for that for that title? <laughs> Cameron speaking in work terms. Yeah. Um, okay, but that being said, I just want to get that out of the way because the question does obviously this strudel's really good. I really yeah, like this. the question does relate to the movie. Yeah, he's he has he's got a up. mouthful. Um, <laughs> anyway. So it's strudel. We should we should we should point out at the beginning of the film our main character, he works at a telemarketing place. That's he like the movie opens up with him getting a job there. What each of you? Well, I said each of you. There's two of you and me. Um, what was everybody's least favorite job they ever worked or the worst job they ever worked at? Ryan, you sound like you have one already. So we're gonna go to you first. I have a lot of contenders. That's why. That's why. Like so. My very first job out of school was to work. Have you ever been to like like a Walmart or like a no like, like a Costco? Or I've never like been to a no, Walmart, like, Ryan. It's understandable if you've never been to a Walmart because Walmart. Fucking what sucks. is a wall? Have you ever been to like there like Costco where you see the people that are selling like Direct TV? So I took a job where they didn't tell us what we were selling. And I was like, I was like, oh, cool, 22. I'd like to have a job out of college, make some money, so I can go live on my own. Um, I'll just, I'll take this job. This is what it is. And I get there on the first day, and the boss goes, okay, so you're gonna, you're gonna shadow. I don't forget the fucking guy's name. It doesn't matter. You're gonna shadow him, and he's gonna show you like what we do on a daily basis. And then tomorrow, you're going to, we're gonna throw you out there. You're gonna go do it on your own. And I was like, okay, let's see what we're doing. Now I've got the business background, so like sales, whatever, it should be should be easy. He doesn't tell me until we get to the store to say, Yeah, this is what we do. Like we sell direct TV cable packages to try and get people. Which let me butt in here. This is very similar to the movie. <laughs> like yeah. this is like running oh, right in line oh, with the this, film. No, I, I wanna I wanna tell this story because another job that I had is almost exactly this movie. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> in a sense. Um so we get there, and I'm watching him, uh, I'm watching him try and sell stuff direct TV. I think out of the eight hour day, he gets one person to sign up for a future conversation. Nobody signs up to actually like upgrade their television package. Hmm. So we get in his car. It sounds like me in online dating. <laughs> so we we rode together to the location because we like we parked at the main office and we rode to whatever location we're supposed mm-hmm. to sell at. 
And he says to me, so what did you think about your first day? And I was like, you know, honestly, like I got to do this for a little bit, but it's not going to be something I'm going to do like for even a long period of time. Mm-hmm. I'll probably be looking for other work as I'm doing this. So the next day I drive up and I go to enter into the building and the door doesn't open. The door to the office building does not open. So I'm really confused. I'm, I'm like, no, nobody else from the office is there. Not a single person. I'm there on time. I can't get through to anyone. Like I'm trying to call like multiple different people over there. Finally, the guy that I rode over with uh, yesterday answers. And he says to me, he's like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. You're not on the company emails anymore. So you don't know. Or you, you were never on the company emails. So you don't know. Uh, such and such, whoever the uh, boss, the owner of the business is. Yeah, he sold it. We're out of business. What? Yeah. Yep. Second day. Oh, my God. Second day. That's crazy. I don't, I don't. Part of me thinks that, I think there's two ways this could have gone. One, what he said, they actually shut it down. The second thing was that he went back and told them that I said that this job sucks and I'm only going to do it until I find something else. And I'm just like, yeah, like, just lock the doors on him and don't let him in. That's wild. It's cr- it was crazy, dude. I didn't know what to do. Like, I called my I called my mom and I was like, yeah, so um, I'm going to swing by your place. And I was living with one of my my buddy Dan at the time. We were living um, in, like, right, right outside of down. Dan that follows us and replies yeah. to a lot of stuff. Hey, yeah, shouts yeah, to him. Shouts to him. Um, Shouts to you, Dan, that so I, was, I can't I say li- your last name. We were living together at the time, and so I went to my parents' house. I was just going to see my mom, and I was like, I I don't know what just happened here. <laughs> I'm really confused. And I found another job not too long after that, but that was like that was like right out of college, first gig. It was like, that's insane. That is wild. Yeah, it was a crazy I job. thought you were going to say like, oh, we completely moved locations to avoid you, and I was about to say that is very petty. Yeah. Like, that's insane, but wow. Yeah. So, I, I was, yeah. We should have gone to you last. I've never, I don't think I've ever told anybody that whole story. Well, now you just told if, at even, least 30 people. I don't even know if any, I don't even know if any of my friends know that story. I really don't. Oh, I know it. I'm your friend. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, my Oh, like, before home. this. I don't know how. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't Dan remember if knew. I told anybody the extent of why I wasn't there anymore. Wow. I don't remember. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, that's my story. Well, that's cool. Yeah, like I said, uh, I don't know if much can compare. Um, I've like pretty much liked most of the jobs I have. I've had. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know me and my movie theaters, and um, or at you know your movie theater flings. In my movie theater, fl- I mean, you know, yeah, some of them are flings, but you know how it goes. Yeah, some of them are flings. So, some what's your worst job? <laughs> no, um. My worst job, I've liked pretty much most of my jobs. You said that already. I know, but I was I was prefacing, you know, whether it was a high school job or an after college job or, you know, my career, which I'm or working on right now. Or I'm in right now. Yeah. Uh, did you have a job in high school, Ryan? I did not, actually. No. Okay, well, I. you know, continuing on to me. Um, okay. I, my least favorite job oh in the it was the one I had in college. It was, it was actually my, okay, no. <laughs> No. <laughs> said no. His one. <laughs> if my boss so happens to end up listening to this, Ryan's a liar. You should know you should yeah, know Ryan, this. Ryan is a liar. It's right. Um, ask anyone that knows him. Ask anyone that knows know him. him. Um and in college I was I it was my after my first quarter, I was like, okay, I want to make some money. So I signed up to work in um 
I wanted to work in a market because they have like markets around around UC San Diego. Like a supermarket? Like a supermarket? Well, they they called them markets, yeah. but they were like it's, it's like an outdoor market. No, right? it, was, it no, they're indoor like grocery stores, but they called them <laughs> They called them markets, but they're, you know, like small uh, cuz we had like dining dollars instead of like swipes at college. And so Okay, okay. Okay, I guess I get I get where you're going with. So this. like we could so I wanted to work at one of those and I signed up. My application was one of those and I went to the job interview and it was and they were like, "Oh, actually we don't have any openings for that even though we said we did." Uh but you want there's a job at the food court. And I was like, eh. and they're like, "Well, uh it's, you know, if you want it, it's yours." Um and I was like, "I don't know." And they're like, I was like, "Can I get the market job?" They're like, "No." I was like, oh, "Okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll take it." Uh, so I started working at the food court. Uh, I was there for a week. No, no, I was there for five days. I went into my, bo- I went and uh, found my boss, and I said, "Hey, I don't want to work here anymore." Uh, so then he gave, and so then I had to do my two week notice. So I was there two. My two week notice was longer than my initial run as an employee at the food court. Why did it suck so bad? Okay. Um, one okay making <laughs> so this story so be longer than yours with like a quarter of the substance i am on to you joel I'm, <laughs> go tell us okay you told us the job but you didn't tell us you didn't tell us no okay so this it, so it's it 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 something <laughs> no it sucked because like uh not only was i working at a college food court and so you know your rushes are insane but I was working because my yeah, school, my week. school was separated into six different colleges, right? Can I think of them like uh, houses in Harry Potter? And I was at the the food court I was working at was the food court that the, all of the field trips from from like high schools mm-hmm. and stuff went to. So not only did we have college students who were getting uh, food. Any and like it was, there was pretty much a field trip to UC San Diego every single day. We had you know a bunch of like ten to you know eighteen year olds whatever in there, you know, screaming for burgers because I was always working the burger. Hey, burger boy! Yeah, exactly right. And and then you know I don't know if anyone is listening to this has ever. I hope so. Made. <laughs> I don't know if anyone listening to this has ever flipped burgers or you know been a a cook, uh, a burger cook. It's like, that's poor, right. Poor, <laughs> that's right. Poor Cameron. Um, it, it really <laughs> is hot and sucks. And like, if you do that and you love your job, cool. But like for me, I was so sweaty and I smelled disgusting and I hated it. And I told my boss, this is it for me. He's like, he's like, yeah, I get it. And then I didn't pick up my paycheck for another six months after that. <laughs> six months? <laughs> I didn't need the money. How much money do you even make? How much was the I think I, I think I made like $400 or $500. Over five days? No, I worked there for three weeks. Oh, three weeks. I, that story no, worked so long I lost part of it. Jesus I'm sorry. Christ. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did my best. I'm distracted by my two bros hanging out with me. A and I, I don't I don't get anyone to touch when I'm like hanging out okay, like when I'm that, when I'm typically okay. doing my podcast and now I've got two bros here. You're not touching us just for clarification. He's not touching us either. <laughs> us no touching. one's touching anybody while we're recording we're this. We're holding, we're holding hands. They're both lying. Okay. Um. Joel, why don't you mine? 
If you combine yours and mine, it's fairly close to this movie. Uh, mine okay. is again also again also mine is also I think my first like official job. Um, okay. And I got it through like a temp agency, and I was cold calling people just like cash in the movie. And the company was called I'll just I'll just say it. It's called Sightly. And they essentially were selling online advertisement, but not even like online advertisement. Like what they were selling was they would bump your result up to like the top of Google. Okay. So like depending on how much you paid for, when people searched for donuts, they would make it so that anyone that's searching within a certain region, your donut place would be the first one to pop up on Google. Yeah. And they were like, it was literally just like the movie. It was like, stick to the script. Don't say anything else. Don't tell people that we are part of Google. Tell them that we work through Google. Like it was this whole thing. I worked there, I think a total of maybe a week and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just, it was driving me insane. I was in this little cubicle all day long. The I was 18 at the time. The next youngest person was maybe 26. There was nobody that was like remotely my age. I would go on lunch and I would eat lunch by myself in my car because like no one really talked to me. Yeah. And or like I would go on a drive. It was very close to this very like scenic drive over by where I live. Um, and I just I mentally I hated it. And it was like driving me insane to go there every morning. And that is the only job I've ever quit. Like there was one day I went home and I was just like super emotional about it. We just called and said, like, I'm not coming back. Mm-hmm. And like they called me and they're like, you were doing so well. Like we, because like they had just had a meeting with me that day, like go over like my calls because you know, like recording whatever. And they were telling me like I was doing fine, but it was just like I, I couldn't do it. And they were like, oh, well, you, I hope it doesn't about the meeting. Like we think you're doing great. You're going to be a great, a great salesperson and stuff like that. And I was like, no, like it's just not, it's not me. So that was mine. It's very, very similar to yours. I mean, I think we've all had jobs where we've just been like, this is killing my soul. Hopefully none of us are doing that right now. Ryan, you enjoy your job? Currently? Yeah. I mean, if you can really like it. Well, which one? I'm I'm talking about background acting. Oh. <laughs> nah, Cameron doesn't. Cameron has one, but it. Okay. No, no, because no, you're doing the video game or like the. Have we said what you do before? Can I say that? I don't think we've talked about what any of us do. Yeah, I don't think so either. Well, okay. He's, he works for like a, a, a streaming company kind of. Right. Is that a good way to put it? Like very entry level, like branding for streamers. But then you also do the the feet pick thing, right? <laughs> I was wondering. That's where this true. Was I, I go. do. I do have. I had no idea where you're if going. If you go to this. our link tree on uh, Instagram, you no. my my you don't know our, my OnlyFans is on the link tree. No, I have no idea. Ryan, I, well, who's the subscriber? That's ryguy sixty nine. That's not me. Uh huh. Uh-huh. No, 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 that's not Ryan. Yeah. Ryan is big guy. Ryan guy four by four. Oh, that's right. That's right. Ryan guy four by four. Okay, I guess there's multiple Ryans that follow my OnlyFans. <laughs> He's looking at it. Yeah. I didn't know that was on there. Yeah, that's been on there since the that's beginning. That's not a real link though. It is a real link. What was it? What do you think it was? Was it the trailer that he made? No. What was it? Never gonna give you up. Oh, Never gonna let you down. I need to change that link. Fans. Well, now we should have we should have put the the Rick Roll on our channel. It should have been linked to something on our channel so we could see how many people click that link. Oh, you can check on uh on the we can check how many people the link. It is the most clicked link on our link tree. Is it really? It is really. How many? 
Uh, I can log into my. I can log into it on, when I get to my computer. Oh, my computer's at home. Can that just be a link to a picture of Jeffrey Katzenberg? Yeah, we can do that. Cool. Which one? But now everyone's which Jeffrey every, Katzenberg. Or everyone, which photo of him? Everyone knows it now. The photo. Which photo? Oh. Everyone knows it now. The the ET one. The ET one's pretty good. I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you guys. I completely forgot we had a link tree. Yeah. Yeah. We put we put well we up I updated a couple of weeks ago for Bundy Manor, which shouts to Chris yeah. and her boyfriend and their whole crew on getting Bundy Mount Bundy Manor Bundy Mount Bundy Manor Fountain. Oh my <laughs> Are you okay, dude? <laughs> You're having a little bit of a stroke, apparently. Just a little. I have had some drinks today. Oh my god, that's aggressive. Bundy Mountain. What is it even called now? Nah, it's Bundy Manor. Bundy Manor. Yeah. Forgot. It's one of those things where uh, you say it over and over. We apologize to everybody at Bundy Manor for Cameron getting the name wrong multiple times. (laughs) We apologize. I can't wait to go see Bundy Mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, congrats to all you. Everyone on the team, and I, I saw that Chris is even going to have a role in it. Yeah, she's one of the leading roles, I believe. Wow, I Good can't believe after we offered her, you know, a platform, and uh, I'd like a refund that she didn't offer any of us roles. Did we offer her that? I, oh, she just came. I mean, show, yeah. yeah, we offered her. So, Chris, uh, we appreciate you, but you're never invited. Oh back. my god! No, that's a, that's a, that's, that's Chris. First, you'll come back before Cameron. That's the first guest banned from the show. <laughs> no, the first guest banned from the show was Zach Galifianakis. He's not. He hasn't been. And ArcLight, where we're going to do our first live show. Once, no, once no, Netflix we, or AMC buys I mean, the ArcLight, I mean, we know who we're going to ask first. Then for our first live show. So. No, no, no. I don't mean a guest. I mean for our location. That's what I'm talking first, about. Yeah. Where? Oh, you know where we're going. Oh, ask. the offices. Yeah, we're the offices are going to be the location. We're ask the office. Yeah. When we go, I, the ArcLight is a pretty good option. It is. That's been like it's a, a good day that's one. Like, that's like option three. That was like a day one thing. Yeah. Option one is the office. Option two is the City Walk stage. Oh, and option, five towers at yeah. City Walk. Yeah, and option three is ArcLight. Yes. Which one? The Cinerama Dome? We can oh, the yeah, the dome. dome. Absolutely. I don't think we can pull that one. I can pull it. Okay. Right, I enough. can get us the dome. Um, I can get us. The- well, you know what? We're gonna have to do. <laughs> we're gonna have to do a pretty damn good job to be able to get into that location. <laughs> but this film that we're talking about, this yes, week is about some pretty terrible jobs. Let's get into this. Um, Joel, why don't you tell the listeners what movie we're doing this week? So this week I picked the film. Sorry to bother you. The 2017, right? 2017 film. 2018. Yeah, summer 2018. Uh, 2018 film. Sorry to bother you. Um, how, where do I go with this? The, the first time I saw this was, I was invited by friend of the show, uh, other Ryan. I think I've told you that he said he's he like would, evil Ryan. He said he would be evil Ryan. Yeah. Uh, we're going to going forward Ryan. And cause I know you're going to listen to this episode. We've already talked about this. We're just going to go ahead and refer to you as evil Ryan since you, you kind of deemed yourself that. So we're going to go with evil Ryan moving forward. Anyway, evil Ryan invited me and said, Hey, I just saw this movie. I, I can't believe what I saw. I need somebody else to see this. So he invited me. He wanted me to make sure that I let everybody know that the first time he saw this movie, he took his mom and his grandma to see it. What? (laughs) What? Yes. So again, for those of you who have not seen this movie, that maybe won't make sense yet. Grandma's watching this movie uh, hour 45 and she goes, oh yeah, (laughs) that's what I want. It's so... 
Just FYI, if you, real you, man, this will make sense more down the road. Uh, but anyway, Ryan takes me. Or we go. Size. We go to see this, and we're seeing this <laughs> at a theater in Orange County, and it gets to a certain part that we will discuss later. And I think, like out loud, because there was maybe four of us in the theater, like out loud, I said, "What the hell?" Because I like I couldn't believe it. Um. So that being said. Cameron's a little upset with this pick because he said I'm cheating. Um, Joel's cheating. So let me, let me put this out there. When we did the vote a few like weeks, high school quite girlfriend. a wheel. God, <laughs> quite a few weeks back, we did this this poll where we asked you guys what we should talk about, and it was Guardians. Sorry to bother you, and then now you see me. Yeah, and that was Cameron's pick. No, this no, is the, the first one. It wasn't a movie that I I thought we were like that one. I didn't specifically choose a movie that I thought was bad. I just thought. Well, we were, we went into that. We didn't say like pick the worst ones you could think of. We no, were like we pick didn't. ones you think would be like interesting conversations on the show because we wanted the audience to have say. But the, remember, the whole purpose of this podcast is when we choose movies that we personally hate. So when Joelle is over here and like, oh yeah, I chose. Uh, sorry to bother you. Not because I hate it, because I want to well, talking about. I want to talk about. It. What are we gonna do next, Joel? Well, hold on. Joel's next pick is gonna be Back to the Future, and be like, oh, I just haven't seen it in a while. I wanted to talk about it. Like, it's really weird that the she was he almost had sex with his mom. <laughs> so, well, we've definitely had picks where we've been like on the fence. You and have had picks where you've been on the fence. I don't know. I think we've had we've each had some picks where we've maybe. What movie it. have I done that I was on the fence about? I don't know. Am I wrong here? Has no one else picked one that they've kind of been like iffy on? I think um, I think in terms of like, I, lo- I pulled up the list here. I'm looking through it. I don't know. I feel like you're the only person that is along those lines. And only, and only really for like good dinosaurs. And remember who won the award, the refundy for worst movies, right? True, true. Yeah. Well, either way, it's not like I'm picking like, I didn't pick Jurassic Park because I just wanted to watch Jurassic Park. Like, I genuinely I don't know what I think about this movie. Like, I could go either way, and you guys maybe will will convince me of one way or the other because I still don't know what you guys think of this. Um, but that being said, I chose this film because there's a lot happening here, and I I just want to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a very interesting episode that we're going to do because, in terms of like major plot points and things like that. It's really just one crazy congruent mm-hmm. story, and it's going to be hard to like really break it down a certain way. Well, so we're just going to. I actually disagree with you. Okay, well, before we get into that, why don't we throw to our synopsis to give everybody a quick rundown of what this movie is really about? So we'll do that, and then you can tell me why you disagree. Okay, we'll do that after our synopsis. Cassius Green is looking for his next job after an array of failures. And he has gotten that opportunity as a telemarketer at Regal View. The job seems easy on the surface, but Cassius seems to be having no luck with his calls. Thanks to a tip from a seasoned employee, Cassius has the tools to make the big sales and start working towards his goal as a power caller. So, Cameron, you say you disagree a little bit with, well, and I'm, I'm not saying like that's my opinion. It's just, I really just don't know what to say about this movie which is like really interesting so i'm kind of curious as like what your headspace is here so i didn't know anything about sorry to bother you other than of course the trailer 
Um, and then I, I worked at the movie theater at, when when this came out, and I had a friend who worked in the movie theater who um, I quite trusted his review on his reviews on movies because we had a very similar taste in films. Um, and on Twitter, he said, uh, "Sorry to bother you." Was a six out of ten until an hour thirty or whatever when it became a ten out of ten. And I was like, huh, interesting. So I went into the movie having kind of like that knowledge, that t- that context of the tweet, wondering, you know, what is going to happen an hour and a half into this movie? And I kind of had the exact opposite huh. point of view from him. I really liked this movie. And then the moment there was, you know, the, the moment, moment it gets absurd. absurd. The moment it gets absurd, I didn't like it. And it's not the fact that I didn't get absurd. I mean, I'm sure you guys know my. I like some movies mm-hmm. that are very absurd. My issue is, is that it got absurd with like 20 minutes left. Yeah. And it felt like they just, I I don't know. Did they run out of budget? Did they, they it, it felt like it was, it should have been. Two movies. You don't get much payoff of the absurdity. No, you don't. It, it it doesn't. It doesn't work in my opinion. Like it should have been. It's it's uh it's a fragment of what it should have been. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fully realize the potential of the arc it's going for, and it plays out really as. I mean, for the shock factor, really, it really does do it for the shock factor. It doesn't do much for the, you know, it doesn't do too much for the story. Obviously, the story changes massively Mm -hmm. when it happens. But as far as continuing the story it was telling and it it, it doesn't it doesn't give a. I really like the plot of him like him and the company uh, Regal View and like. The whole sales thing. I really love that. I thought that was so fun. I mean, you know, in the trailer, they show him going, you know, from the houses to house. Yes, from yes, house yes. To house. Awesome. You know, there's some really cool direction in this movie. Yes. Some really cool direction. Some really awesome visual scenes. I mean, the first time I watched this movie, I didn't like the performance art scene. I thought that it felt out of, you it know. It does, yeah. And it still kind of does, especially when knowing that they could have spent more time, especially knowing that they could have spent more time on you know with the twist or whatever but like even this this time watching it through the performance art scene didn't bother me as much i was like oh okay this is kind of so there was a lot of really cool direction in this um and lots lots of really cool visual ideas there the issue is that it just didn't at the end of the day i liked the first movie more than the second movie because this movie was very much two films and the one involved evolved into we didn't really get much of it i don't know it's just like i think i get what you're saying i personally feel like the whole movie is a little i mean the whole movie is really out there but i think it's a very art the artistic style behind it is what they were going for so it makes sense we were t- when we did. There are parts that, like there are parts of the being out there that I like, and the parts that yeah. are being out there that are like a little too much. Yeah, I think, and I think it it works to an extent until we get to like the the third act when he goes to the the big party after the art display. Yeah. Um. So remember in the Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four episode 
one of the things we talked about like with that film like okay you know it's not really it's not really going all that great but we're hanging in there and then the third act it just completely goes off the rails um i think this is an instance where the movie's actually pretty good and then the third act it goes off the rails i don't enjoy any of the stuff at the end and this this is why we said to watch it uh, before you listen because this is like very spoilery stuff where we're going to get into it completely changed right this and that's another thing i and, and just in general when it comes to movies i don't think and, well and i i, I want to make it clear i don't necessarily think that this is a i'm i'm saying this about the movie because there's a lot of really great stuff in the movie but the yeah. fact that the plot purely hinges on a twist I don't like when that happens. I think I I didn't feel like the twist was like I don't feel like the twist made sense like with where they were going with the film. I thought the twist when I first saw it because we didn't say like we had all seen this before viewing it this time around. So we all knew what the premise of the movie was. We all knew the stuff that was going to happen. So it brought a very interesting light into seeing it again. I thought the twist when I first saw it was that it was just going to be he selling you know, uh, what is it, like weapons and slave mm-hmm. laborers, how they say. It. I thought they were just like, that's what he's doing. They and were just going to keep pushing that yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah, And then eventually he would come to figure out that, like, you know, this isn't the right thing. But it was still going to be in their very artistic style that director Boots Riley was going for. But when they shift instead to, um, yeah, those slave labor people that you're selling us were actually turning them into half human, half horse hybrids. Because they're stronger and can do handle more of a workload for this company, and when you see the reveal that that's what they're doing, it's like your jaw drops to the ground because it's it comes out of nowhere. Like there's no are there any hints to it? Because I don't. If you go back and watch, if you rewatch the movie now, okay, okay. knowing what you know, which I know this is your second time, second yeah. or maybe second more, time. second time, yeah. If you were to go back again right now, rewatch it thinking about it yes okay. there are plenty of hints one of like the biggest ones is on one of the magazine covers yeah, um steve yeah. lift right yeah steve lift yeah. um army hammer's character which wow knowing what we know about army hammer now yeah we were this film so ryan and i watched this movie together yeah today. um knowing what we know about army hammer now watching this movie is wild but nom, 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 nom. one of the <laughs> one of the uh cover photos of one of the magazines he's sitting on a horse that's like galloping up high. You know, like you always see like old statues of like Napoleon and stuff. He yeah. looks like that. Um, and then there's a bunch of little like horse things throughout that are like kind of hinting towards what's going to happen. But I think you're making a great point there. Like it, they probably could have still had such a great film without going that route. But going that route just absolutely causes, like you said, jaw-dropping. There's there's no other way to put it. It's, it's seriously jaw-dropping. Jaw-dropping? Jaw-dropping. Were you me? Oh, um, yeah. Um, you kind of already mentioned what it is, so I'm going to just throw out how we find out about this now, and we'll, we're will we going to run through the story later. Um, but basically, the reveal, when it gets revealed that they are turning these people into half-horse, half-human hybrids, um, Cash, our main character, has to go to the restroom mid this presentation of being basically pitched what's going on here he's like can i use the bathroom before this video he goes no yeah 
and he opens the wrong door. He's supposed to go to the jade door, and he went through the olive door. Olive door. It's clearly olive. Uh, it's clearly olive. And when he's in there, someone is in the stall, and he's like, can you help me? Can you help me? Man, I need help. He's like, no, I'm going to help you. And he's like, it hurts. Like I'm in pain, whatever. He opens the door, and this half-man, half-horse hybrid comes falling out of the door, completely naked. You can see every everything. everything. Cameron, go ahead. I think I mentioned the other day that Zola had the weirdest penis I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, and that's still true, but these horse penises were, well, <laughs> <laughs> they were pretty it, insane. They were very big. It is like a my arm big. It is a absolutely a. I don't even say appalling because that sounds very negative. I mean, it is not a great experience, but like of all the things that I've seen in theaters happen, crazy people, crazy deaths yeah. from characters, um, major twists, major films, plot yeah. twists, and stuff like that, like. This one truly is maybe the most shocking thing yeah, for me that absolutely. I've ever experienced in a theater uh, when that guy falls out. And by the way, too, like the, the music does a great job of highlighting that, too. Like when he falls out, the music gets very like, horror. It's like yeah, and it's music, it's yeah. like it terrifying. Like last night I was rewatching this like alone in the dark and I was like all like looking around me like is there about to be an Equisapien, which is what they're called, an Equisapien. Uh, around the corner from me, which they are. We'll talk about this, but they ended up being kind of good. They're they're good guys. Um, yeah, Forrest Whitaker yeah, is the main one. Yes. So, um, but yeah, it, it was a very shocking moment. I mean, Cameron, do you want to kind of touch on your thoughts on it? Yeah. So my thoughts of this were, yeah, Boots Riley. I like his vision, and then, I mean, it's very. I I hate saying I. I so I want to make it clear. I'm not one of those people who's like, yeah, I hate when there's an agenda in the movies because that's a dumb thing to say. Uh, what I will say is that, you know, this movie was obviously very um, pointed in its criticisms mm-hmm. and it was very, um, I, I mean, it was very obvious with what they were going for, you know, this anti-capitalism, you know, anti, you know, um, the slave labor and stuff like that. But, I mean, literally having the slaves be workhorses mm-hmm. is the most on-the-nose thing I think I've ever seen in a movie besides the rat at the end of The Departed. Oh, we know Cameron hates that rat. He loves talking about that. Let me ask you guys this, and you, you guys may disagree, but I almost... One of the things I love about this movie is how on the nose it is yeah there's no hiding yeah what it's trying to, to get at in terms of race relations and capitalism type things and like all these things that it's trying to cover it doesn't hide it from you no not it even just a little bit. goes right out front with it which i almost I, I it's almost like refreshing because you see so many films where it's like they're trying to like you know light foot around it and they don't want to they don't want to be too upfront with it and so for me when I watched this and I saw that it was like, you know what? They're just going for it. They're just telling us what this is straight up front, which again, I know Cameron, like, not, not to make a joke about it, but I know yeah, you're no. you're not too fond of directors being very like, this is what's happening. But in this, at least, the fact that they didn't try and hide it and hold back, they were just like, we're telling you right up front, this well, is what we're doing. And I want to make it clear, I didn't have an issue with it through with the rest of the movie. It was just the fact that there was the real, with the reveal, I was like, okay, at the, like, if we're being so literal, which the rest of the movie, you know, was, and 
I have no problem. I, 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 you know, I liked most of this movie. I, I was really into the whole. Oh, now he's literally selling slave labor, yeah. and like that's what the upstairs is, and the elevator, and oh, I really like that. And then finding out that it's a bunch of horses. By the way, I I'm really curious on your on your thoughts of this. Um, so is it confirmed that all of the workers in the what's it called Work worry away? free worry free is it confirmed that all of the workers in worry free are workhorses or is this a new experimental program that they're starting out the way i see it is it's new okay, i believe yeah. that it's new because if you look obviously they're not going to show this to the public but like when you look at like the propaganda type stuff and what they're sending to companies they're showing regular people and even and again this could just be like propaganda stuff, but when you see that like knock off mtv cribs thing the guy is at a worry-free center and there's people there well and that was my question that's one of the things maybe i would have liked to i wanted if i wanted the movie to be longer because one of the things i would really like to see is like an infiltration of a Mm -hmm. of a worry-free center because i one of the things we don't actually know what the inside of one of those looks like or you know what the no, labor we looks have no like we never see what worry free is really like outside of the advertising they yeah. tell people about themselves and so i think i think it would have been a really interesting thing to do with especially with you know the workhorses or whatever, with, like um to do kind of an infiltration of that and maybe you know that's what the director is going for is not actually showing any of that but i do think it's interesting when we're talking about you know the slave labor that we don't actually see any of the like the situation they're in the only the only thing that we see is the advertisements by the company and obviously we know we can't take those for you know face value at all so we kind of just jumped into it a little bit let me back things up just a tad to give people a little bit more context if they're not choosing to watch this movie the main character cash very played by the keith stanfield who i freaking love lakeith stanfield I'm glad I'm, I, I'm glad I'm glad that Donald Glover wasn't able to do this role because mm-hmm. it was originally he was yeah. signed on to do it and then he went on to do solo a Star Wars story playing Lando. I'm glad that he went and did that because I think he's really good in that movie and I'm glad that Lakeith Stanfield is co-star in Atlanta is the one that mm-hmm. took over the role because I think he's incredible. In this. I he does such a fantastic job and I, again I just love him in general and anything I've seen him in. He's been great, but specifically this, I think he really carried this yeah, movie very well. Absolutely. Um, that being said, the movie literally opens with him getting a job interview for a job. He ends up getting the interview. What does, Pretty he, bring, funny what does he bring to the interview? He brings a fabricated employee of the month trophy or employee of the month plaque and then a trophy from what was it, a high school? I think so. It was yeah. like his high school trophy for like top salesman for something. Um, he's like, sales is in my blood, but it's all made up. Like he made it all up. Which don't you feel like um, he spent probably too much money to get those yes. things made <laughs> speaking of money i'll get to that in a little bit um well i think as an investment he brings him to every job interview he does so I know. that's a good point you know, it's not just the one right which it's funny though because this so that's this ends up point. this ends up getting him the job though because the guy's like those are clearly fake i worked at this place that you said you worked at and i you weren't the employee there and he's like but you know what these trophies show me everything I know about you. Yeah, I have something to say about that, but you're on a little bit of a roll, so you go ahead first. No, all I was going to say was, I was just going to kind of give people a bit more context. So he gets the job. He's working at a telemarketing center called Regal View, um, where he is selling magazines to people. Uh, or no, encyclopedias, right? Magazines or? I don't know. It's either magazines or encyclopedias. It's something like that. 
um, and he's selling them to folks, which we'll get a little more in depth I on this. Get into but the that. visual, want, yeah. the visuals here, Boots Riley did a fantastic job with this. Um, but the set design in this movie is maybe my favorite thing about it. Yes, like, it, it's beautiful. Um, but again, just just kind of lay things out. So he he gets that job. He ends up getting a promotion to where he moves up to a higher level of basically telemarketing. Um, the power caller. The power caller where now he's basically selling like weapons. And then and people. And people. He is selling for worry-free. Worry-free is a their company. Biggest, their biggest client. Their number one client. To clarify what worry-free is, they basically offer people lifetime contracts where they feed and house them. So basically room and board for their entire life. It's really off-putting when you see it yes it is like a prison cell pretty much um and and they're all wear the same they all wear the too. same thing it literally looks like a prison and in turn they work for worry free as like manual labor so like one of the guys that he calls he's like making i think like shoes or cars or something like that yeah something like that. um and he says oh your production will be twice as fast for half the cost um so we keep throwing around like worry free and real view stuff like that so i just wanted to go back and kind of give a little bit of clarity as to what those are. I want to talk about, and I wanted to talk about this very much so. I want to talk about, Joel mentioned, you know, he, he uh, Cassius gets the job as the telemarketer because the the manager or whatever is like, you know, I like your tenacity, you know, mm-hmm. to do the fake trophy and the plaque and whatever and try and make up where you work and your past experiences. I'm going to call bullshit on that very quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get on my soapbox here. Um, I used to work as a telemarketer. Mm-hmm. anybody can get that job i think the idea that like he brings all this stuff like i like your i like your chutzpah kid you know we'll give you a shot no i'm sorry um telemarketing is the epitome of depression in terms of a job that you can have it is the one of the worst experiences a person can go through and i want to say why based on something that happens in this film so you know how he's we were talking about earlier like he like falls into the rooms of the people that he's calling and he calls the the husband with the wife and he just immediately hangs up when he hears his number and he calls the couple having sex which she answers by the way like in the middle of it which is really funny to me break up with her bro her mind's on something else yeah (laughs) Yeah, clearly who's who's texting her where she's like oh i gotta be checking this right now yeah it's like i need to check my phone um but then we get to the elderly woman in the kitchen and this scene i think this scene's really good do you have a story about this a little bit, yeah, a little bit. Because I honestly, I have a story about this too. Okay, and mine's not as much of a story; as more as like a, an, just an overall experience. Okay. Um, he gets her on the phone, and he's doing his pitch, like his salesman pitch, and she says to him, "Oh, I'm sorry. I know we've gotten stuff from you all before, but we can't do it right now. I don't have the money. My husband's in the hospital." Now you hear that. As a viewer watching the film, and you think automatically, hey, that's the end of it. But that's not what telemarketing is. And this movie does a great job of showing why telemarketing, in most cases, I'm sure there's companies that do it very well, but in most cases, and in my personal experience, what happens next is exactly what management and people in charge of these companies tell you to do. He then flips through his script, which the big thing on here, stay on script or whatever it's called. Stick to the script. Yes, thank you. Stick to the script. Stick to the script. Yeah. Um, and he says, you know, it's, you know, that's actually like, it's actually like perfect that that's going on for you because we have this one thing that could tells you about like what doctors are saying and you could still 
you could still sign up with us and do it. And she immediately hangs up on him after he starts pitching that. The telemarketing sales world of just never taking no for an answer. I think it's one of the most toxic jobs any person can ever have. And I had it. I did it for almost two years. I will not name the company that I did it for. A lot of you listening know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah, for two years. About. Jesus almost Christ. Almost two years, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of my I friends back home. Did you know that, Joel? Um, He's shaking his head now. They know exactly who I'm talking about and how fucking terrible that job was. This movie, if it does anything, it makes me really not... It makes me root for certain characters in this, especially, like, we haven't really talked about, like, um, like Stephen Young's character, who he should... Well, the cast in this is incredible, but... Stephen Young, who pushes to unionize against this company because they're taking advantage yeah. of them. This seeing a scene like that where they show like what these what this management these companies is like makes me root for these characters, which is why I enjoy a lot of this movie. Um, yeah, I think that I just think that people need to know that telemarketing jobs are fucking bullshit, and I'm glad that we have this film as a platform to showcase that. So I actually have a story. Okay, when I was in high school. I was in leadership, student leadership, and we had to have a certain amount of hours. We had to do like 20 service hours, um, and I needed service hours. And one year, or, or one day, my teacher uh, in class was like, hey, um, there's this new measure on the ballot for, um, it's essentially, um, it's it would be taking the money from one tax area and putting it into school. So it's um, and we're doing a call. We're tonight we're doing calls so that um, to tell people about it to vote yes or whatever. And she said, so it's service hours, and we'll give you double the service hours for this. So it's three hours of calling, six service hours, and so like hell yeah, okay yeah, I'll do that. So I I went and did. There were you know a few of us uh, a few of us in the class who went and did it you know we went through the script stuff like that answering questions um the first person i call the very first person i call they pick up the phone and they're crying and like I, but i don't hear that they're crying until like after i do you know hey you know hey my name's cameron i'm a student at you know uh buckingham charter uh we're calling to let you know about this tax max yeah out since uh, high school. yeah uh, uh um i wanted to tell you about this tax measure and she she it sounds i can't do this right now my father just died and i'm like oh my i i i i, I, I oh, okay okay i hung up i i had you should have said well it's funny you bring I, that up because this measure <laughs> well actually if you if you said you were in high school, right? I was in high school. So it's totally reasonable for you to just not do anything after that because it's like, what did, did you say? I said, oh my God, did, I am so sorry. Did, like, did you, did the, whoever was in charge of you doing this, did they, did you tell them that that happened? Well, it was, so it was our first, it was my first call. So like eventually throughout the night that we got put into like, like cubicles where we could like have our own thing. But like initially we were all kind of doing it in the same area so we could hear how other people were doing it. And so um i so it happened i'm like oh my god i'm i'm so sorry uh are you okay and she's like no and she hung up and so then i just like looked around at everyone they're like Hi. i'm like that woman's her dad just died <laughs> I was, 
it was a very weird experience. You know what? You know what I was told at that old job when I got a phone call on the phone with somebody and they told me that you know we just had a loved one pass. What my manager said. This is this is legit. They said, "Tell them that they're sorry for your loss. We'll check in tomorrow to see if that's a better time for you." It's just, it, it's like, it's just completely insensitive it's with awful. all this stuff. They awful. they don't care, and I, I didn't experience as harsh that stuff as the you know at the place I was talking about earlier. But yeah. it was like, it's very similar stuff where it's like, at the end of the day, no, you can't take no for an answer. Like right. you, no matter what they say, you cannot yes, take no you, for an answer. You basically go until they hang up. Yeah, that's that's your move. Mm-hmm. You are not the first one to hang up. They hang up. Correct. You know, and yeah, it's just. That's wild. It's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. We need to transition onto more stuff <laughs> in this movie because there are good things in this movie. But I, I wanted to point that out because it is a horrid experience, and I'm glad this movie. I would probably out. argue that there are a little too many good things for this to be on our podcast. <laughs> you know what, Cameron? Well, I tell you what. Normally, we go around and talk about like the negatives. I don't know if I think we are. I need well, to hear my negative, negatives. my negative. I, we already I, I, yeah, on we it. talked on it. I don't, I don't like. I think that the movie ruins itself. Well, let's see if we can come up with any other. There are two stories being told here. Let's see if we can come up with any other ones before we do that. Though, let's throw the quick word to the sponsor, and then we'll come back and discuss it. All right. So, like I was saying, is there something like most of us seem to either not like or just not really fully understand what happens in that third act? Is there anything else that happens maybe earlier in the movie that we just don't think really hits that well? Cameron, you got something? Yeah, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of uh, what they do with Tessa Thompson's character. Mm. Yeah, let's run through this cast real quick before you before you dive okay, into we'll, this. We'll do that. So we talked about the Keith Stanfield uh, playing. He's characters. in it. Tessa Thompson is his girlfriend, who's a also in it performance artist, right? Um, her name is Detroit. So mm. we have that. Jermaine Fowler. Yeah, 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 she wanted to have an American name. Uh, Jermaine Fowler's here. Uh, he's playing like uh, Cash's best friend. Um, Terry Crews has a quick couple shots in this, which is really funny. Danny Glover's in this really quick. Um, Stephen Young, we mentioned earlier, he's a big part of this movie. Um, and then, of course, the infamous Army Hammer playing around here. But then the, um, some of the voice work is actually really impressive. So David Cross, Patton Oswalt, Lily James, and Forrest Whitaker all uh, do voiceovers in this film. And you might be wondering, like, why they do voiceovers. Well, there's a very specific reason behind that and i know joelle you wanted to talk about that no we can come to it later cameron can do his thing first we um, do my thing we'll, first that's then, right joelle we're gonna yeah, do my thing we'll, first and then we'll talk about the that was weird. why that why that why they have those people doing those roles i just want to point out this is our first we talked about how this is our first time doing this show in person and cameron are sitting next to each other and both of us just went to put our arm at the top of the couch and like hit each other's arms it was yeah. like the Scene in the movie where the romantic. Yeah, it was a scene in the movie. I was eyeing him. He was eyeing me. No, no wait, we no haven't one, seen each other. In, there was no eyeing. We haven't seen each other since like November of last year. So, anyway, go ahead, Cam. But you know, um, we're talking about negatives, right? Yeah, you Tessa Thompson. <sighs> yeah, so I mean, I think the issue with Tessa Thompson's character is that she's not really given much to do and i feel like we see this a lot with our with female characters where you know is it's clear that the director and the writers were like oh okay well like 
she's this powerful, you know, she's this mm-hmm. artist and, you know, she's in the left eye, which is something they really don't talk about it, the left eye at all. Not it's this very, very much, yeah. You know, we it's not a TLC reference, by the way. No, it's it's basically uh what what's similar to the left eye in real life? Like Antifa, I think is Yeah, I guess. What they're kinda of going for. Um like not lesser yeah it, and like and so like she's supposed to like part of that and she's supposed you're know, supposed to be powerful doing her own thing um but they don't really yeah as i said they don't really do much with their character i almost kind of look make her look kind of weak because um she's with um like stanfield's character and enjoying the money and then she calls him out on you know selling all this stuff and he's like oh well you're enjoying the money too you're a hypocrite it comes out of nowhere really like she just all of a sudden is against like she maybe out of nowhere is not right i think she's always bothered by certain she's always been bothered by it but but it's like the movie transitions very quickly to them living a new lifestyle and then she's automatically just not into it yeah and and, and then but like but like does she like that's the question does she do anything that has any impact on the story at all does she ever take an action that creates conflict or to the only thing that she does that creates some sort of it's not even like it creates conflict is she messes around with steven young's character well i was i was actually going to jump in right there is that like you said it doesn't even create conflict though yeah because she tells cash the next morning like oh like you know, you and I are broken up. Last night, like, I messed around with somebody else, and he was like, what? And she's like, well, we're broken up. It's you and I that shouldn't have been messing yeah. around. Like, you know, whatever. And she says, do you want to know who it is? And he says no, and she never tells him. Yeah. They ne- that that pay- never pays off in the rest of the movie. So there's not even conflict there. With something that could have been conflict, there is no conflict. And that is one of my issues with the movie, is like you're mentioning, that is like Tessa Thompson character, Tessa Thompson, Tessa Thompson's character comes off as this very strong-willed mm-hmm. and very powerful, strong woman, but then does nothing with it. There's no There's point in the movie where she has an effect. She's almost just like... It's like she's an NPC, kind of. Which is a shame, because she is the female character in this. Yes. Not like, not like one of, she is the female yes. character. Yeah, and so she's, she's sort of just like this NPC where it's like, Cash just kind of interacts with her and it kind of like, in a way, he makes decisions, not necessarily based on what she says, but it's like, they're just things that are looming in his mind, but they never really have any effect on the things he does. It almost, it almost kind of feels like the movie openly mocks her with her, with her performance art. Especially the performance, like the actual performance. Yeah. Um, Well, do we think then going back to what we were talking about earlier with them being so on the nose with everything else, do you think that's another point that, that they're trying to make here? Where it's like, oh, like this is the way society views women, you know, is she has no effect on anything when she's passing her opinion. She tells him, if you cross this picket line, I am breaking up with you. The next the very next thing we see is him crossing the picket line. He does not care. It doesn't affect him in any way. And like you say, when we see her visual performance, it's her giving reading off this poetry and people throwing old cell phones, bullet casings and balloons with goat's blood at her. And she just takes it. And like you said, it's like she's being openly mocked. And so But when I say openly mocked, I don't mean I don't mean You don't mean her the, character. You mean as 
Right. I mean that like it feels like the creators of yes. this are mocking her are mocking her for being one who stays anonymous, right? Because the left eye and uh but um and then like when she does her performance art, it doesn't actually help anything, right? Which is it really doesn't... weird considering the artistic value in this film that we're seeing. Like it's a very artsy film, I would yeah. I would say. So for them to go that route, we're like kind of making the art element not really a joke, but just unimportant to what the, what we're doing here. Yeah, I think is, it was an interesting choice. Well, and you know another big thing, and we mentioned this earlier, they could have just completely cut out the performance art bit, and um, it, there would have been no issue. I th- although I think that's the only time that she uses her white voice yeah. is during yeah. the performance. Okay. Yeah, but like, but like everything else with it, just did not matter. That that's one of the things I said earlier. They could have spent that time that they spent on her performance art, and it, I feel like they did it because they needed to give her something to do to make her seem like her character was more than just the girlfriend. Um, they could, but still, they could have taken that time and fleshed out the ending, the twist a little bit. You know, maybe. I just feel like that was the that was the big thing for me. I don't like when movies feel like they're inhibited by the budget, and this one feels like it was very much inhibited by the budget because they didn't they couldn't do too much with the horse people. Um, I mean, I don't know how you don't. This is a very solvent point, but it ended with horse people. That's what that's what was funny about it. Um, yeah, you're. I mean, the budget for this is only three point two million dollars, so there's not a lot you can do with it. Yeah, budget is very low for this film. Um, and then it didn't even do that well financially, but I mean, what I think it totaled $18.17 million. I mean, I think the reason it probably didn't do too well is, uh, people saw it and they're like, how's that movie? They're like, there's just horse cock in it. No, no. I was about (laughs) to say the opposite. I think, I mean, I lived this situation. I think this was one of those movies. I know I recommended this to like everyone I worked with at the time. Yeah, yeah, I guess. It's I, such an outrageous he thing. He said, Mom, you got to see this thing. I couldn't <laughs> believe it over my own eyes. I saw this and I said, you need to go watch this movie. Because, like, I need you to have also, ex- basically what Ryan That's told fair. me, like, I need you to have also, evil Ryan, I need you to have also experienced this because I can't not have someone to talk about yeah. this with. We all have those mo- movie moments where, like, I don't recommend this, but I need you to yeah. see it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was just looking through the IMDb right now and someone you didn't list that I, I didn't know till right now that Rosario Dawson was the voice oh, yeah, of the, the elevator, the, the super horny elevator voice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Was the, like, which again, that you just said that and it's like, imagine it's out of context. Like what is this movie? You know? Uh, well here was the, I mean, to be fair, any elevator can be a super horny elevator well, if you th- try th- hard enough. This line is the funniest one from the elevator. No, was, nothing that was, I, Greetings, Cassius Green. I hope you didn't masturbate today. <laughs> He's just like, what? <laughs> the, I will say, and I think you guys will hopefully agree, I'm very, you guys know my humor. I'm like, just dumb stuff makes me laugh. This movie has so many little one-liners that are just ridiculously dumb that just kill me. And One of my favorites being, at the beginning of the movie, he goes to the gas station yep. and he says, yep. 40 on three. Yep. <laughs> 
puts funny. forty cents it's so funny. in the tray. It's so uh, funny for the for the gas station attendant, and it's just like this is so. You mentioned how artistic this film is, and I think that is one of the things that pushes me towards really loving this movie. Is at the end of the day, there's gonna be a very weird comparison, and I'm not saying that they're like remotely alike. I'm just saying it's in the same vein. But this feels to me like Boots Riley had sort of the Wes Anderson mindset of like, I'm going to make this movie how I want to make it. And you're, just gonna be and you're either going to like it or you're not going to like it. Yeah. But it's what I want to do, which I totally respect. And there were just so many visual things about this film that I just absolutely loved. Um, the, the storytelling itself, the way he, we did certain things. There's a whole animated segment of this whole claymation oh, segment God. of the movie. Yeah, where they watch the video. Yes. Yeah, that's um, weird. So I just think it's hilarious. Something you brought up, though, that I did want to touch on was the uh, the white voice. So yeah. Danny Glover sits next to – Danny Glover's character sits next to Cash um, when he's working at Regal View, and Cash is not getting sales at all. It was and, like his first day or whatever. Yeah, it was like you know his first few days, and – he tells Danny Glover tells him like you're not gonna sell anything like this like you need to have a white voice, and Cash says something along the lines of man I already got a white voice like what do you mean he's like no no like that's just sounding proper like you not like yeah that Will Smith shit. yeah <laughs> um and so he's like you need a white voice and who is his who's Danny, Danny Glover's oh uh, we don't know okay we don't know who his is but he teaches Cash. And yeah, Cash's white voice is David Cross. Yeah. So anytime Cash is on the phone trying to make sales, it is David Cross's voice that we are hearing, which I think is hilarious. Because it's they're doing like a voiceover. Like, yes. So like you're seeing uh you're seeing Lakeith Stanfield mouthing the words that David Cross is yes. saying. Which is very funny. And then later, another like, I guess you could say somewhat main character, Mr. Blank. Um, know his name. Yeah, his name is literally Mr. and then just like a blank space. Like if you look at IMDb. Um, his white voice is Patton Oswalt. Correct. Um, and then later on, Detroit's white voice is Lily Br- James. British. British white voice, yes. Yeah. Um, is Lily James. Wait, real quick. I'm what did everyone thinking of the of the bleeping out of the name? I I I was indifferent. This is just one of the several things in this movie where I don't understand why. That I, I never know why. Mm-hmm. It takes me out of the movie. Does it really? It ta- yeah, it's very... Is it because of the sound? Like how they put like an insert of sound? Yeah. Or does it bother you? Or is it just taking you out because you don't you can't identify this character? Like No, it doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do with the character. It's the fact that the sound is there. It's, it's non-diegetic to the world and mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. And I, I don't like it. Every time it happens, it just doesn't make... Why, like... Why are they bleeping it out? Is this a documentary that they're trying to protect his, you know, are they trying to protect his identity? Because if that's the case, why is, you know, why are all these other identities not being, you know? I'm sure there's some sort of, like, deep meaning behind, like, him not having it. Like, oh, like, we don't care about this guy. He's just a thing. Not, I'm not sure, saying, I, I'm not saying that I agree or that I disagree yeah, with no. you. It, um, but it just feels, it feels, it feels very out of place. Which is weird because a lot of this movie is just really crazy and mm-hmm. I guess like yeah, it's just really crazy. Um, but like that specific thing, you, for all of the crazy things that happen in this movie, you know the masturbation line, the you know the uh, the white voices, you know it all. For some reason, like 
putting in the bleeping of the name just did not make sense to me. It, it, I didn't like it at all. There's just no real point behind it. I don't know why they did it. Like, is it supposed to make the character mysterious? Like, I don't really care about this character all that much, so I don't know why it's in there. Yeah, I I don't know. I love his facial hair. <laughs> yeah, um, it's like mutton chops. Yeah, but anyway. I just looked it up. Um, the voice of Danny Glover's character was uh, rumored to be Steve Buscemi, but it was confirmed to be one of the sound um, engineers for the movie, so uh, just, a, just a random yeah. person. Well, okay, if you're listening to the sound engineer, I don't think you're a random person. I think you're an individual who deserves love and care. Um, but in the context of actors that we know, uh, it would be a random person. Uh, looking at the IMDb, I could just go through the list of sound engineers so we can cover all of our bases. So I have... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't have to do that. Shout out to sound engineers. You guys do a great job all around. Um, so anyway, just the, the white voice, that's pretty much what that was. Um, which I think it's hilarious. I, I love that bit. I love hearing all their white voices. When you um, hear when you hear the David Cross one for the first time, it is like it's so jarring. Like, yeah, what? Like you just get thrown back, but then you get used to it. And well, that's the thing is that's what I was gonna say is Cash gets used to it, yeah. and he starts using it his everyday life, not realizing well, it. Because when he becomes a power caller at the power call level, level, they're they like they, we only, only talk, talk yes. in the white voice. Even the white people. I was gonna say I was. I wondered about that. Yeah. He gets up there and there's only like one other non-white person yeah. that works there. It's like, do they all use white voices? Like, how does that work? Um, they never explain it though. But yeah, so he starts kind of using it in everyday life without realizing it, um, which is a pretty funny bit that that we yeah. that we see. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we know it was interesting about this film. I thought uh, the setting is Oakland, California. Mm-hmm. And it's actually shot in Oakland, California. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is that this is a, this is not, they're not portraying like real world Oakland, California. Right. This is, this is like, like a hyper realistic world. Right. But this isn't like we're in Oakland and this guy's making horse people. This is a satirical version of the real world that we're seeing here in this film. And I think that's very interesting between like, between like the TV stuff is what gives it away. Because mm-hmm. yes. there's like three channels, and it's either the live feed stuff of the Worry Free House, where you're like seeing ads for them, and they have the local news, which is only ever talking about the protests that they're doing to try and join the union, which we've barely talked about, but it's not really, yeah, it's not really let's say about it. They they do a walkout at um, Real View, at Real View, all the employees, and um, they're, they're on strike the entire like rest of the movie until. Until Cassius like joins their side and helps them, and they, and then the horse people help them. And the Equisapiens, yeah. please. Yeah, right. and then they all go back to work there, and then they all just go back to work, which is really weird. Um, and then the other channel is. Would you like to? Would you like to say the name of the you show? Go for it. Okay. You're running with this. Um, the show is called "I Got the Shit Kicked Out of Me." <laughs> Those are the three channels. I got the shit kicked out of me is like, if you had a late night talk show mixed with like mxc it's basically what it is yeah i mean tell me if i'm wrong that's kind of what it is i mean honestly a game show like that brings me back to when i was in middle school i got the kick shit i got the oh jesus i got the I kick got the, shit i, out I got me. the shit kicked out of me oh, oh middle school isn't that fun um no um 
I don't know. I don't guys like I'm just this movie still. Conf- I still don't know what my answer is going to be about like mm-hmm. whether I like it or if I want the reason. Well, I was going to really say if you don't mind, I was going to start kind of pushing through the third act a little bit because I think this is where most of the most of the decision comes down to is yeah, go ahead. whether or not you like this or not. So as we mentioned, you already know what happens. The way we get there, Cash, he's a great power caller. He's doing great stuff. Steve lifts, Army Hammer's character, throws all these massive parties, and Mr. Snorts a lot of cocaine. Yeah, a ton. Like like the, it's, like a, it's like a boba straw. He snorts the longest line of cocaine I've ever seen. And do we think that like every once in a while, Army Hammer uh, takes one of the horse people and like, Hides it around and is like, I'm going to use this, save this one for a little uh, snack later. No. The only uh, question for you, I just thought about this now. Are they only changing the men into horses? We never see a female horse. Because we only see horse cock. And so, you know, sexism. So... He gets to this army hammer party. Well, no, I'm just saying that they only think that that army yes, hammer the, is so the sexist. Men are the stronger that, ones. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. So. And I see where you're going. Well, with once it. they are outed um, for having like the horse people, like most of America just wants to do it now. So there probably will eventually be horse women and children. Yes. So <laughs> when you said that. <laughs> I interpreted you saying it as like people were volunteering to be the horse people. The no, the companies yes, the like nation was like stoked about it because they were like, oh yeah, this is a great idea. But people weren't like like volunteering as tribute to be turned into horse people. Um, right. Well, that is one of the things Army Hammer says. You do get the horse. Well, okay. Well, I was gonna. I'm gonna kind of get to that. Okay. So it's one of the pros. So he goes to this party. Army but if Hammer's there's no there. horse women, then what is the point of having a horse cock? There, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> um. So okay, he goes to this Army Hammer party. Ryan, take the mic away from Cameron. Um, and he's there. He meets Army Hammer. He's like one of the most uncomfortable scenes in the entire movie. Uh, yes, I'm here. about yeah. to get to that. He will pray. He praises him, dude. I, you know, I love what you're doing. It's so exciting to know someone like you in the company. Like, you know, I, I, I want you to stay with the company. Whatever. He ends up walking into the room, and Army Hammer's like telling stories to people, and it's like something about like a rhinoceros that was like he was hunting a rhinoceros, whatever. And then he asks Cash to tell Cash to tell a story, and Cash has nothing for him. And he's like, well, how about you rap for us? Okay, well, here we go. And he's like, well, I can't rap. And he's like, yeah, you sure you can rap for us? I can't rap. Come on. So he goes outside. They're like in a room right now. They all go outside. He's standing on this staircase. And he starts trying to rap. He cannot rap. And then he realizes, wait, I know what these people are actually looking for. And he starts singing a song that is pretty much 50% the N-word. Mm-hmm. 50% of it is the N-word. Um, and the people go wild. All these like white people. I don't think... It's all, yeah, it's all white yeah. people. And they're just going wild. Like they're loving it. Army Hammer's like stoked. Um, he's loving it. Like, yes, this is exactly what we wanted. Um, which again, all goes back to what we were talking about with the, you know, the, the race issues that, are, that come up in this movie. So, so that all happens. Anyway, after that, he's feeling bummy and he's sitting around and Mr. Blank comes over to him and tells him like, Hey, uh, Lyft wants to see you. 
he's going to offer you a proposal. Don't do that thing that you do. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, you know, where you screw it up. And so he's like, this Which is weird. Cause like, isn't he supposed to be like the, like this big superstar? Yeah. Hot shot? I thought the same thing. Yeah. That line made zero sense right. because the entire time, like when, especially when he gets to the, be a power caller, the whole thing is he literally gets every single yes, deal. Yes. And so that when you screw up, that was like, what? Uh-huh. Context behind it. So anyway, he tells him meet meet Lyft at the end of this hallway. Blah, blah, blah. So he goes there, and that's where Steve makes in this proposal. He says, "Before we start talking, you got to shoot this line of coke, and uh, shoot this. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got this line of coke." And so he's like, "He's like, he's like, sure, why not?" And yes, it's on a plate with a horse that says Mister Bobo on it, or something like that. Something like that. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever." And he's like, "Screw it!" And so he he does the coke. It's like a big swirl of it too. It's like not just like a small line. Like he goes at it. And then Lyft starts giving him the proposal. And basically he says like, I have this video for you that's going to explain it all. And the video does. The video directly tells him like, we are turning. They don't hide anything. We are turning people into horses. And, or actually, no, before it gets there is when he goes to the bathroom, right? He goes to the bathroom first. So, he starts watching some of the video and he's like, dude, I really have to pee. And he's like, fine. Like, where he pauses it. This is when he goes to the bathroom. We talked about that scene already where the guy's like, oh, I'm in pain. He opens the door and the big horse dude falls out. Yeah. So he comes back in the room. He's freaking out. And Lyft has a gun this whole time, which just kills me. It's he so does, funny, this yeah. whole time, he just has a gun. Um, tiny little pistol. Yeah, this tiny little pistol. And he's just like telling Cash, like, sit down. Like, you're going to watch this. And so he watches the video and the video just flat out tells him. So like, even had he not seen the guy in the restroom, like the video was about to tell him what was being done. Um, and in the video, it explains to us that the way they turn these people on horses is they have them snort this cocaine that is infused with the stuff that turns them into a horse. So then Cash starts freaking out because he's like worried that whatever he snorted is going to turn him into a horse. And Lyft's like, no, 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 no. Like this, that was just pure coke, dude. He says, what, what country does he say? He says like pure Argent Peruvian, Peruvian coke. And Cash is like, don't they got horses in Peru? Like yeah. it's such yeah. a good line. Uh, yeah, that was definitely my favorite line. Yeah, it was, it's, it was really good. It was a really good line. Uh, and he said, you know, convinces him, whatever. Cash basically tells him, no, not doing this. Bales and Cash eventually starts trying to tell people Bales? that Bales, like, Bales? like, hey. I didn't have the mic, so you might not have heard me, but I said Bales. Like, hey. Horses. Like Bales of hay. Hay is for horses. Sorry. I don't want Joel to explain it in the mic because Cause he, he, hates when people ex- he hates when people explain have to explain things. Well, I will. Yeah, I wish they would have explained the reason why they bleeped out the name, though. So, one of my favorite things about this is Cash is freaking out, and he calls Detroit, and he can't find his phone. He's trying, he's, he's calling, trying to call the news to tell him what's going on. He finally gets a hold of Detroit, and <laughs> she gets there, and it's just like a cut, and you see like that his cut. pants are like pulled down, and she's like crouched down looking at his crotch. And he goes, well, well, does it look bigger? And she's like, no, it looks about the same to me. He's like, not like not even a little bit. And she's like, no. And he's freaking out because he's trying to see if he's turning into a horse. Yeah. And she says something along the lines of, you know, Cash, like their nostrils get bigger too. Like, like you could have just looked in the mirror, yeah. you know. And, so I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it was super funny. Um, 
but basically to run down the rest of, of what happens so we can kind of discuss it yeah he eventually gets on to the, on tv and he's telling everybody about it and it just boosts the stock of of worry free like people find out they're making these work people and they're like great he goes it, on i got the shit kicked out of me yeah and that's how he that's how he really gets people like even more concerned is because the way they found he he had lost his phone that night he couldn't find his phone he lost his phone the way they find his phone is he had sent a video to detroit and it was a video from the equisapiens that were in the bathroom asking for help and you see hammer or hammer you see lift come in and saying like you better get back in those stalls or whatever i'm gonna turn um, you into glue yeah i'm turning you into glue um so that gets out and it kind of turns and i'm even not, not making a bit here it gets a bit joker-esque here because everything just goes wild like at the this riot point. and all the that? riot gets yeah. crazy the the regal view walkout thing gets crazy the the uh riot gear police are like trying to help people cross the picket line all this stuff's going on. The horse people show the up. The horse people end up showing up to like help with that. And it's just this whole wild thing. Um, yeah. And, and so it, it really, it all ends really with all of that happening. Like the riot is happening. Um, the Equisapiens come and like basically save all of the people that are fighting against Regal View. Uh, they basically save them from like the riot police and all that stuff. Um, they rescue Cash, who was put into like a, a paddy wagon, um, and wagon. and then <laughs> Stephen Yun has that weird line where he's like, "Hey man, same cause, same pain, or whatever he says," yeah. and the Equisabian like mm. bumps his chest like, "Yeah man," and he like walks away. I was like, "Okay, it's weird." Yeah. Um, and then as Ryan mentioned, they all go back to Regal View. Yeah, they start working. They just again. go back to work there. Um, and then do we want to touch on the like? immediate post credit scene yeah because we're we're about done here like, what, oh, you didn't even say what the ending was we said the immediate post credit scene which one are you talking or what are you I, I think you're talking about the same thing. no no but he said post credit this happens yeah the, the, uh, the thing that immediately comes after like like the movie like ends says sorry to bother you and then there's something right after that no no, no but you didn't mention the ending of what the, the movie i know but of what what part like before the sorry to bother you. Part. I what? Say, explain what you're saying. Okay. Oh, oh, you want me? To I just to the ex- I'm oh, saying say what? I was like you. Okay. Joe was about to murder I was like, me. What? What? He's supposed to give me a ride home tonight. I think he's gonna Go. run me over with the damn car. Um. Yeah. So, you know, they they go back to work at Regal View again, which is mm-hmm. weird because yeah. Um, and then. <laughs> And then, you know, um, he brings Lakeith and mm-hmm. uh, Tessa. They go back to his home and he's like, oh, you know, I couldn't leave everything. They're back in the garage. He's like, you know, I couldn't leave everything, though. So it's a bunch of nice stuff. And they're, you know, they're in the room, in the garage. And he goes, ow. And he looks up and his nose is trying, starting yes. to change. And oh, my God, he's turning into a horse. Which then leads us into what I don't know how else to describe it. I, I said immediate post credit scene, but what I mean by that is he does that. He so he he's closing the garage door and it hits him in the face. It's like scene title card. Scene. Yes, and as soon as that happens, he like screams. It goes flash on the screen. Says sorry to bother you, and then it comes back, and him as well as the other Equisapiens, because he, now he's full blown Equisapien, are at Lyft's home. And he has like a security type thing where like you can call from the from the gate and he'll answer and he can see you. And so they're ringing him and he walks over to the computer and he's like, what? 
And then it cuts to the camera and it's basically them saying like, like you know, screw you, like we're going to get you for this. How could you do this to me? And then the very next scene, it's kind of this like long shot where we see him sitting on the couch, but you could see the front door in the foreground and they bust down the door and come walking in and then it cuts again. So the movie ends with Cash is now a full-blown Equisapien and him and the other Equisapiens are busting into Steve Lift's house to basically matter who knows what. Well, okay, so They're one probably thing gonna that, kill him, I would imagine. Well, one thing that he says to um, Cassius is uh, when he's trying to pitch him, you know, the whole being MLK thing, which I actually don't. Oh yeah, which mention, I don't. We didn't mention, yeah. That um, they wanted to have Cassius be like the guy on the inside, the MLK, who like essentially tells all of the horse people. Oh, you know what? We should do this. We can work for him, and they're going to pay him a hundred million dollars. Which I mean, I, I think it's all we all know that like they obviously weren't going to ever pay him any of that money or anything. It was all just a setup because um, he didn't actually have a choice of whether he wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was either you do it the way that we want you to, or you get turned into a horse anyway, and you're poor. <laughs> um, but what was I talking about? You were saying one of the things that he says to him, and then you were going to make a point based on that. Yeah, I completely lost my train of thought. (laughs) Jesus. I'm going to be honest. I completely forgot what I was talking about. Nice. That's totally reasonable. First in-person episode. Zero distractions, and you lose your train of thought. That's okay. I don't think... I think you said what you were going to say. You might have said it and not pointing it out. Yeah. Like, were you going to talk about the whole MLK thing? Was that all it was? I I don't know what was the thought in my mind, the point I was going to. I don't know what it was. It's gone. I'm sorry. I don't don't know what to say. Um, But Ryan, I mean, we kind of give the rundown there of of how this movie ends. That's that's the movie. Um, That is the movie. We I will say this. We mentioned a lot right now, like a lot of stuff like that sounds wild. We didn't touch on everything. Not to say there were a lot of major things that we should have touched on, but like there's a lot of little in-between stuff that just kind of like enhances everything that we've already mentioned. Yeah. yeah. Um, stuff stuff that if by chance you listen to this and haven't seen the movie and then you want to finally see it, there's a couple things that we haven't touched on that you'll enjoy. Yes. Um, that being said, do you have anything, any thoughts on what we just talked about there? Or if not, kind of where you're starting to trend. Have you guys ever been hit in the head with a can of soda? Oh, I wanted to talk about, I was going to bring that up. Uh, I don't think so. Um, have you? No, Cameron, have you? Uh, that's a negative. However, Joel was almost hit in the head with <laughs> a uh, plastic toy today. So that's true. And had that gotten lodged in my head, I would have needed plastic surgery. That's true. So I mean, <laughs> we were, that kid. So when we thought that kid was being violent, it's not true. He was just trying to help with the theme of the episode. The kid was actually just fighting for a higher wage. Yeah. Can that is I, so out of context. No one's gonna know what we're talking about. Well, it's uh, I, I don't. I know like a can, a aluminum can of soda, totally full still is probably very heavy. This dude gets hit in the head, <laughs> yeah, and is bleeding the rest of the movie. Yeah, the rest of the movie, he's <laughs> bleeding from that wound, and I do not understand why that's the case. Because he can't get proper Ryan healthcare. And were, Ryan and I were watching this movie together, and you know one of the things. Obviously, we weren't talking about the movie because we were going to talk about it during the, you know, the podcast. But the one thing I did say, I said, 
Damn, if his head is still bleeding, that guy dead. <laughs> Seriously. I this is gonna I mean, not like he's a real person, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't sound mean though. But one of the things I love about Cash, like comedically, is that he just looks so sad all the time. He just yeah, just he just has this look on his face that's like so like what? Like mm-hmm. and so once he gets hit with the can and he has that bandage on his head the rest of the movie, it just kills me. Like anytime you see him, his face is just kinda like <laughs> like yeah like this may in, in words of john mulaney like this may as well happen like and it just kills me every time seeing his face and like you mentioned like it's not like it's just like a wound that's there like you can see that he's bleeding like the rest of the movie mm-hmm. oh man it's we should try do you have a soda in here i don't know we can hit someone in the head with a truly yeah, i was gonna say we have truly don't we <laughs> we can throw a truly at one of our I heads had truly for the first time today my first time ever trying it you don't have to look at me and say that I know. Uh, Joel was here and he witnessed it. I had mango lemonade. Shouts to Truly Lemonade. Honestly, maybe no. they'll be a sponsor. Maybe they'll we be a sponsor. We do not promote alcohol. On actually, that's says, a lie. We says the guy promoted. who's like, we got to do an episode drunk. Yeah, that's not promoting alcohol. That's promoting drunkenness. <laughs> You're okay. Yeah, well, no <laughs> argument. <laughs> I don't. I don't think there's anything left to say. I don't I don't know if there is, Cameron. Do you Yeah, I got more left to say. <laughs> I have a lot more left to say. Not a lot more. But he's like, but I forgot. Why they yeah, why they why was there an after credit scene? Why was there? Yeah. Why know. wouldn't they why wouldn't they just I don't like that. I don't think it matters. It's just like a hard cut. Yeah, like I wasn't I don't wouldn't say I liked it, but I also don't wouldn't say I didn't like it. Like it was just like okay. But why'd they need that? You know what I'm saying? Why did they need that part specifically, or yeah. why did they have to do it that way? No, why did they need that? I don't think they. I think the movie would have been better. And I guess it's. A, I guess it is a small thing, but like, I, I, you would rather have had the illusion of what Cash would have been like as an Equisapien as opposed to seeing him as an Equisapien. Yeah, I wish it would have just ended with the heart, with the cut of his his nose looking like that. I mean, I could see that. Oh. I completely remember the point I was trying to make earlier. Okay, so you remember at the end where they're where they're rushing in and you're like, oh, they're killing. Well, um, Army Hammer's character said something about like the potion or like whatever, like an antidote or something. Yeah, that could turn them back. They just completely fucking made up and definitely 100 percent did not exist. Yeah, absolutely not. No, those people are just stuck as horse people now. Yeah, that was it. That, well, because that I was no, because was I was to trying, mention that. Well, because they. They might have been trying to break in to get that from him. Okay. But it doesn't make okay. sense. I assume they were okay. going in there to do it was to beat the crap out of him and also get the antidote. Yeah, so that was the point I was trying to make, and I completely forgot. And I apologize <laughs> to all of our listeners at home. Uh, sorry, I keep seeing this Giancarlo Stanton bobblehead over here, and it just it terrifies me. We're going to have to post a picture of that because. Yeah. Shout out to Tracksuit Poppy. It's time to figure out. Our refunds for this film. I feel like I know where everybody's going to go, though. So, Joel, why don't you go first? I'm going to go first, and I'm going to piss Cameron off. I'm not asking for a refund. I think, I, I think I'm think i settled in the fact that I do really enjoy this movie. I don't think... I, the, I enjoy this movie. I don't think that's going to piss him off. I, the only reason I say that is because he's going to be... Not, not because he disagrees, but because he thinks it's BS that I picked this movie. 
Because Joel fucking cheated. Well, here's what I don't understand. Like, hold on. This hold is on. one of my top ten favorite movies. <laughs> hold on, but it, I, if you want to be upset about that, that's fine. But stop using the word cheated because it's like it's not like I'm winning something here. How is this cheating? You're cheating our audience what we promised them with the title of the podcast. I don't think podcast. so because I think people, especially people that have seen this movie, are probably going to be really excited to hear us talk about this. Um, audience in the chat, if you would um, let mind. us know who your least favorite host. <laughs> okay. All right. We Ryan, I have I have this talk with Ryan every single time. I say it's me. No. I know everyone's least favorite host is me. No, I, it's for sure Ryan. Probably. Yeah. I, I They're like. They're like it's his podcast. It's they his should apartment. Pick me. I'll embrace it. I'll be the I'll be the bad guy. Who's the bad evil guy? Ryan? Yeah. Um. I, Cameron, you want to go next with your refund? Yeah, I mean, I'm not asking for a refund either. Yeah, that's why I didn't think he was gonna. It's, I'm not upset. It was. It was less about him disagreeing with me and more about the fact that he's he's upset that I picked this because of the fact that it's a good movie. Well, you know what I mean. I think that this movie is. Lost potential, as in, again, I think there are two movies in here, and it frustrates me that they didn't keep going with the first one. The first time I watched it, I didn't like the twist. Of course, this time I knew it was coming, so I wasn't as disappointed. How many of our films that we've reviewed so far do you guys think none of us give a refund on? How many? Um, um, I think Suburbicon was our favorite, yeah? That's not true. If you can tell me no if you don't want to tell me this. But if it's fair for me to ask, is this a trick question or is there at least one? There's at least one. One. And I'm not going to count. One. Sh- I'm not counting Shrek. One. Three. Three? Yeah, Let me three. guess them. Sure. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> it's a Good Dinosaur, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Kingsman the Golden Circle. That's it. Those are the only movies that all three of us agree. I think, I think the only reason I didn't ask for a refund for once upon a time in hollywood was because i had to watch it once to know it was not good <laughs> that was so dumb yeah that. two of those were guest picks yeah and the guest two, wait hold refunds. on so you asked you're saying this because you're about to not ask for refund yeah right can we put that out there yeah so go, uh, yeah, so go put, for the cha-ching go and say it well there is not going to be a cha-ching you're right there's not, not going to be a cha-ching you're not kidding. <laughs> so, anyway there's so no, no transaction so that being said that means two of the movies have been guest picks and two of the movies have been by picks. picks. Yeah. This is so this is so in line with what we thought was gonna happen. My character arc. Yeah. yeah it's about right. All right, Cameron, so you got your recommendation for us? I do have a recommendation for everyone. And this week I'm actually going with a foreign film. Uh it's called Look Who's Back and it's about Hitler waking up Hitler wakes up in modern day Germany. And he's like, what the hell? Why, why, why are things back to, you know, not when I was doing it? And it, it shows, it's really interesting because, it, you know, it was obviously uh, before, you know, the American situation. And it was about, it showed like the power of like how someone like that can come to, can gather people by you know beliefs and certain things and it's a really really fascinating movie uh and it's even more fascinating seeing you know kind of what's happened uh in america in the recent years so it's it's really fantastic i don't know anyone who's actually seen the movie um 
person like personally i know other people have seen the movie obviously it's not like something i made and was like well, here watch this because i think it's good but you know uh check out look who's back okay no very good um for mine i just went through i'm pretty sure i haven't recommended this okay um but in in line with what i had mentioned earlier and directors uh specifically wes anderson just doing whatever they want to do and you either like it or you don't um, I'm going to recommend Moonrise Kingdom, which is ah, one yeah. of my favorite Wes Anderson films. It's not your favorite, um, though. It's not my favorite. Actually, I think it is. Oh, is it? Oh, I think okay. it is, actually, now I that I'm think thinking about that. Okay. Grand Budapest is his best. I think Moonrise is probably my favorite. Um, I'm also a big fan of Darjeeling Limited. That being said, that's very funny. Um, Moonrise Kingdom, it's very Wes Anderson. Yeah. There's a lot in there that's just like the the humor is just very like you either like it or you don't like it. Um so check out Moonrise Kingdom. I would like to say I like Grand Budapest Hotel the best. That's fine. I'm not trying to argue with you. I just said it was his best film. And next week, Joel chooses Moonrise Kingdom. For your movie that we're watching. No, this is so dumb. This is such a dumb thing. Joel's like, I haven't seen Moonrise Kingdom in a week. I need to watch it. So we need to <laughs> Take the mic away from him. I, I'm trying to. Um, As I, I give him the other one. I'm going to get my recommendation in there, and then we're going to let everybody know what we're doing next week. Um, there's a movie coming out shortly that is a sequel. The film Don't Breathe, uh, the Stephen Lang horror mm. film, Jane Levy, came out uh, a couple of years back, maybe like five or so years ago. I finally watched it a couple of months ago. It was really good it's Jane Levy the chicken uh, Zoe's extra mm-hmm. yeah the show that got cancelled so yeah Don't Breathe is a, a fun psychological thriller um, three three kids try to rob a former military veteran but <gasps> find and yeah, they, when they go in there they find out he's blind but they're in his home so he uses the house to this advantage he's the bad guy in that film and he's very clearly the bad guy but in this one that they're doing now with the sequel, they're trying to make him like an anti-hero. And I think it's really weird. And Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Don't see the sequel. Just go watch the first one. The first one's really good. Totally I'm breathe. like. It looks terrible. The yeah. It looks terrible. Fuck? Um, but those are our recommendations for you all. Uh, the only movie we have to talk about now is what we will be reviewing next week. So we, Alrighty. Have, we have a guest coming on next week. So let's hear their clip. Hey, this is Eric here. I'm going to be on next week's episode of I'd Like a Refund. And the movie that we're going to be discussing is Star Wars The Last Jedi, a movie that I loathe with all of my heart and I hate very, very much. And I also know that it is Cameron, one of Cameron's favorite Star Wars movies. So next week, Cameron, by the end of the episode, you are going to hate Star Wars The Last Jedi. I promise you that. So see you all next week. I'm just tired of watching fucking Star Wars and Marvel movies on this podcast. <laughs> That's wow. literally why I'm upset. What are you talking about? We won't watch more DC movies than any I'm of I'm tired. Yeah, okay. I'm tired of watching fucking superhero movies. I consider Star Wars a superhero movie. All right. Well, let's. Uh, we will get into that next week when we have Eric on. I've talked to Eric about this. I think we all have, actually. Um, I think we've all had this discussion with him. Just drop the microphone into Cameron's armpit. Um, well, look, really quick, actually, with that note, look, well, I'll get back to the end of it. Um, <laughs> I'm sure, sure he'll he'll mention this, but the other day, Ryan and I, we talked about this. We went to, to dinner with Eric, and 
he is very adamant about like he says you're gonna probably either you're either gonna he's coming for blood he's he's either gonna change his mind or he's gonna cry it's so um so you have that look forward to this is gonna be a very fun episode cameron i want to close on the episode but before we do it do you have anything to say to eric do you know how hard it is to change my mind very do you know how hard it is to change my mind very it's not gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) it's not gonna happen hey i'm trying to think of anything that's ever changed my mind do you have something, Joel? No. I, I'm trying to... I think the only thing... Yeah, nothing's ever... I don't know if anything is... I... If Eric changes my mind on The Last Jedi, I'll give him $100. Whoa! Whoa! Because it's not going to happen. Oh, my God! Now, can, can I also... I recognize, I recognize the faults of that movie. I still think it's, the, you, it's one of the best Star Wars movies. Would you say that's the, the fault in our Star Wars? <laughs> Of course, I'm not gonna lie. Don't like, don't have him actually change your. Does he have to change your mind entirely about the whole movie, or just like a particular thing about it? Like, like does he have to? What? How? This is important information. How much? Uh, how much does he have to change your mind? Like, just a scene that you didn't like, you now like, or other way around? Like a scene you really liked actually isn't good anymore? Or is it like you have to go from I like this movie to now I dislike this movie? Yeah, that's that. Okay. So he's got to fully change. Or he can make me cry. I, I would actually, I'd be. He's gonna give you. You're gonna give him a hundred dollars if he makes you cry as well. I'll give him a hundred dollars if he makes him cry. <laughs> oh wow! Eric's spending a hundred dollars no matter what <laughs> when he's here next week. Yeah. So I, I mean, yeah, Eric's not gonna do it. All Sorry. Right. All right. Those are fighting words. Yes, I'm excited for this. I yeah. since we had discussed, we kind of do a decent bit of planning here, so we try. We know for some a little while out. Yeah, some of us that we, the ones that show up to like the meetings and the and the edits and all that stuff. Um, we do me. a lot of the planning. I work a full time job. So do I. I work two. But I, <laughs> I work two jobs. My man works two jobs. Two jobs. All right, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, something I just wanted to point out. Yes. Um, because <laughs> I dropped the microphone into Cameron's armpit. Uh, this is our first in-person episode, as we mentioned at the beginning, and mm-hmm. we're all very excited about this. That we being said, it, yeah. um, our setup wasn't the best because we, you know, we're kind of on the move right now. So um, Cameron's only here for a couple of days, so he doesn't have all of his equipment. I drove up this way, so I don't have all my stuff. So uh, that being said, I think this went pretty well. Uh, but it's just, a weird movie to do for our first time. Yeah. This as well. So. Um, but just bear with us if yeah. this wasn't perfect. Um, if you've stuck around this long, you're, you're yeah. here with us for the long haul. Uh, but hopefully um, more of this to come. Yeah. Um, in at, the near future. There, Yeah, at least in the near future for sure. Um, hopefully even more so down the road. But yeah, thanks for talking about this, guys. Like I, yeah. I really had... I enjoyed talking about this with people because Evil Ryan's the only person I've ever talked about this movie with. He's the only other person who's ever seen it. So, And, and I would just like to say that I haven't seen Joel and Ryan... Together since like November of 2020, so it's been a very long time. So, this is the first time that we've all been November 20, no 2019, no 2019, god, no November of 2020, yeah, that's when you left. That's when I left, yeah. Remember, you left, I left, then came back, yes, okay, yes, yeah, right, yes. I for some reason thought that was earlier. Uh, so oh yeah, no, been, you're right. Duh. It's been quite uh, quite the experience, a good experience today to have my friends 
all in the same room. So, and we're taking him to a very special place for us. Yeah, this week. Yeah, two of them. Two of them. Two very special places on the same day. Yeah, no, three total. Three, three total. very special places three total. Special places. Two of them on the same day. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Can't wait to get that fat donut. All right, everybody. Well, Ryan, thank you Ryan's so much for joining us for this week's episode Butter, of the I Like a Refund Butter podcast. Beer. Of course, you can always find <laughs> us at our social media platform at Refund Pod. And then anywhere you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple, you can find the I Like a Refund Fun podcast there as well. So thank you all so much for joining us this week. 